For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Yo, we are doing a very special edition of This Is The New Shit today. Yep. And I guess he said it was a bit of a slow week this week for new releases. And last week, we probably have the biggest album, I'd say of the year, uh, coming that came out from Bring Me The Horizon. Yep. The band that seemingly everyone can't get enough of. <laughs> <laughs> talking about listening to a very polarizing band at times mm-hmm. um, a band that I think I was I don't want to say I was critical of them last week uh, when we spoke about it I I think you were think pretty that, neutral yeah fairly neutral I just I think that um you know I was a big fan even initially when they were doing the you know uh, deathcore super like aggressive yep. stuff I really liked the band and as their albums went on and, and I think when it came to like Scent Maternal, that release, uh, I felt like that was their pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And absolutely great, great record. 100% agree. And then, you know, they started experimenting a little bit. Uh, you know, um, that's the Spirit record and then uh, uh, Ammo or Amo, however you say it. Mm-hmm. After that, after you know, those records, they they took on a little bit of, different, of a different sound. And now with the singles they released and the speculation of what this album was going to be and the album for people that don't know, and I'm, I'm sure lots of people listen to it. Maybe everybody here listened to it. Um, it's called Posthuman survival horror in all caps. Great album name. Yeah. Well, um, so I didn't know this, but I read that this is like a series. This is yep. the post human series that they're trying to do uh, with, um, I believe Ollie Sykes said four EPs. So yeah, this which... is the first of four. So this is kind of like, you know, I I feel like I listened to the record and I didn't know that, and I kind of now that I know that, it's 
put the record in a bit of a different context for me. Mm -hmm. Um, because for me, I was looking at this, it's a, it's a nine song, well, nine track, 32 minute album, fairly short. And one of the tracks is kind of like an interlude. So we're only Mm -hmm. talking about really eight songs. So that's kind of in that strange place where it's between a full length album and an EP. It's hard to call it one or the other. I agree with that. Anyway, um, you know, but, but back to what I was saying about the content, you know, we, we heard a bunch of singles from this. And I think they were all very solid and we were expecting a lot from the record. So mm-hmm. before we get into the the nuts and bolts and track by track, and we're going to get into all of that, what were your uh, initial thoughts, Mike, when you listened through this record for the first time? So listening to this record for the first time, I was honestly pretty ecstatic. Um, I don't know if you heard what happened to me, but. Uh, obviously being a UK band, they decided to send out the download codes at midnight UK time. Ah. So I got to listen to it at like eight o'clock US time. And I was just absolutely ecstatic that I got to hear it. Um, whatchamacallit. Once I like started listening to it and everything like that first way through, I mean, my happiness was just there the entire time. Absolutely great album. Um, on first listen, I was yeah, honestly blown away. I wasn't taken out of it every time one of the singles came on. I was still in love with every single one of them. Um, right. Absolutely. Just first thoughts, first listen, great album. What about you? Yeah, man. Um, absolutely. I think the record is stunning. I think it's you know, and I know when we talk about the the subject matter of the record, which I'm sure we'll we'll you know discuss, mm-hmm. um, for it to have, you know, this frustration and this yeah. anger to it, I really think that that's what we needed the Bring Me the Horizon album to be right now. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think them putting out like a record like the last two would have spoken wouldn't to have all it. of us collectively, if that makes any sense, the way that this album is speaking to us. And I think that's a good segue into the first track, Dear Diary. Oh, I yeah. mean, a great intro. And then it's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Um, and it's safe to say, Bring Me the Horizon are still a metal band. Oh, 100%. I mean... I think this is their heaviest track since Sempaternal, if not since uh, There Is a Hell. Like, I think this rivals yeah. some of the heavier tracks on Sempaternal as far as heaviness goes. Um, I love that it's a shorter song. They threw that guitar solo in there that I absolutely loved. Just a nice little deadly. Yep. Um, absolutely. It, it comes out of the gate, too, with just lyricisms that are just absolutely incredible. Like, God is a shithead and wear his rejects like right Right. out the gate. So pissed off. And I absolutely love it. Well, well, yeah. And and this was my note. So I, you know, I, I took some notes obviously while Mm -hmm. I was listening to this and, um, I wrote this, I wrote, so I'm a minute into this record and there's already been a banging riff, a double time beat, a blast beat and a (laughs) slayer influenced guitar solo. (laughs) If that's not action packed, then I don't know what. Oh is. yeah, I hundred percent. And I ha- and we haven't even gotten to the bass riff, 
right? That, yep. that bass riff and that tone comes in and nasty. then a huge riff. Like, like, oh, dude, like this song, I mean, I, honestly, what an intro track. What a lead Fuck, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. as a fan of Bring the Horizon, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate. Even if even if you're not like a huge fan of this band or whatever, but like I am so glad that they saved this for their fans that oh, are yeah. going to listen to this album in its entirety for the first time. They didn't like give this away as a single because mm-hmm. the excitement that you feel in this track getting you into the record. It's like when you hear this song, you're like, I have to listen to the whole album now. Oh yeah. There's no, and there's no way I'm not going to. My first thoughts, like I, I knew bring me was coming back with the album. Right. I knew that, um, it was going to be a bit of a heavier release. I still, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like, that's the spirit, yeah. maybe like lighter songs on some paternal heavy. And they yeah. just come out with this out the absolute gate. And I was just, Oh, blown away is so heavy and just fast. Yeah. And, you know, we, we spoke a little bit about um, their maturity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and kind of how they've taken these series of steps throughout their career. And a lot of times this this happens with good bands that, yeah. you know, they don't necessarily like. Like, sure, they might play less of their old songs live. You know, they might like smile and laugh a little bit about their old stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't completely turn their backs on their influences, yeah. you know, and they didn't. And you can tell, you know, even like when you think about some of the features and and mm-hmm. I love Bring With Horizons features because some of them always are so random. Yeah. Like the last record that had Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth, which and was Rozelle, a great feature, the, the rapper Rozelle, which is yeah. like, I mean, those are those are two like straight out of 2001 features. Like mm-hmm. that's when those artists were at their peak and they don't care, right? Like yeah. they're going to do that. And this song, I got a lot of a cradle of filth vibe, you know, in terms of like some of the drum parts and the mm-hmm. the really fast, like, you know, uh, like, you know, double time, uh, well, I mean, kind of punk, but, but more like a metal sort of, yep. um, uh, drum feel. And, yeah, man, I could I could talk all day about this track. I 100% agree. Like, I don't know about the Cradle of Filth vibes, but I definitely got some thrash metal vibes in there with a lot of the drumming oh, sure. that was going on, too. Oh, um, yeah. Well, see, for me, um, and we talked about this a little bit in the in the podcast group. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody posted on the Facebook group and everyone should check that out, by the way, too. Uh, LeadsingerSyndrome.com slash all access for all the discussions of all this kinds of stuff. We talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. but somebody was talking about albums of bands that, you know, you really, really love one album by a band, yep. but then the other stuff is kind of like, meh, like not to say it's bad or anything, but like it didn't speak to you the way that one album did. Yep. And for me, there's a cradle of filth album called Midian, which I think came out around 2000. And for me, that like that album slams. I always listen to it, and none of the other Cradle of Filth albums ever really grabbed me. So maybe when I'm referencing Cradle of Filth, I'm really just referencing that specific album. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that that uh, so I'm hearing that, Mike. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Should we move on to track two? I think we should. Um, All right, because this this is going to be a while if we take ten minutes. On every track. It is. 
Um, I think some of these we can move a little faster, though, because we have sure, of already kind of discussed them a little bit. But uh, track two, Parasite Eve. I think this is the most unique song on the album from a songwriting perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, th- this was released like, was this the first single released? It was the second single. Uh, second single. So I remember this one coming out and, you know, it kind of has this rap trap mm-hmm. intro that like for me, I kind of like could do without, to be honest. Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here comes this chorus and it's infectious and awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they you know, bring with horizon. They do these little tricks, these little fun tricks, you know, where there's like a little stop. And in this one, they have the little whispers, you know, yep. it's a great example of how they make their songs really fun. Mm-hmm. And, and like for, for me, you know, this chorus is the most important part of the song, but then all these little tricks and stuff, they kind of allow the other parts, you know, like the trap rap stuff or whatever yeah. to be in there that stuff kind of like I'm not a huge fan of, but it it, it mm-hmm. sets the tone for that stuff in a nice way. And like to kind of go off you with the tricks and stuff, I think that's some of the most fun parts of this song, like that quick little drop. And then all of a sudden, Ollie just says move. And you go into this yeah. kind of like pretty generic, like metal core-ish, like groove metal guitar riff. But because of the way that he says move and there's that stop beforehand, you're just like ready for it. And then, like, uh, right after the breakdown, how they go back into that ambient kind of electronic that's going on, and then right back into the final chorus. I think that's a fun little trick, too. Um, yeah, I was going to comment on that. You know, right? There's a part in the song where you, you kind of feel like it should be over, you mm-hmm. know? And then that that happens. Then there's this little, yeah, it's like a, kind of an interlude, like an extra little outro. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, okay, like, I guess they can they can do a tack on part here and that's cool. But I'm I'm thinking in my head, I really just like miss that chorus though. And it comes and then they back. Give, and then they give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is genius. Like they did it and it makes mm-hmm. the song and, and here's what I like about it too. It makes the song too long. Like yeah. kind of too long for radio or like as a single. But you can cut it I off for like the radio. Like Oh, I, I guess you could, but then you're missing that great chorus, right? Well, um, I think what I they mean, do I don't for know. the radio I don't think... is um, they cut off that like intro kind of clean singing part with, I think it's like a female vocalist singing, and they cut off that. And oh. then they like cut out the like little electronic fun bit and just make it so that it's straight into the chorus again. I right, think that's how right. I heard it on Sirius XM. I can't remember though. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't, I don't think about radio a lot mm-hmm. when I listen to music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at all. And, but I know that there are artists that think about radio and they think about singles and more so even than artists that think about mm-hmm. it, their manager management and their labels probably think about that stuff. However, I feel like with bring me the horizon, I don't think they fucking care. No, I think they just do whatever the hell they want and they make yeah. the radio change their song for them in a way that they're cool with. <laughs> like, or play the whole damn thing, right? Like, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we're moving on to track three, uh, Teardrops. Yes. What do you and think of Teardrops? What's that? What do you think of Teardrops? Oh, what did I think? Well, uh, so this was, a, this was a recent single, right? This was the latest single? Yep. 
This was the and single I didn't, that came out the week before the album dropped. Okay. So I missed this one. I didn't hear this until I heard the whole record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it started, and I thought to myself, maybe this is the one I won't like. Yeah. <laughs> that was my initial initial thought. It it seemed a little bit new metal yeah. to me. It's, and it's I Meteor was, like, Air Lincoln Park. Yes. And I felt like this was a little like maybe phoned in, like maybe they could have been there could have been a little more to it, like a little mm-hmm. more substance. But like when that pre-chorus comes in, uh, it's like, oh man, that just yeah. grabs you. And, and I, then the rest of the song, it didn't let me go. I don't know what it is too about that pre-chorus. For some odd reason, it just reminds me and earwormed into my head the first time I heard it for like a solid two hours. And I just had the song yeah. on repeat because I was trying to understand what the pre-chorus sounded like. And I tried like a bunch of yeah. other different new metal, like early 2000s stuff to like try and figure out what it was. And I just couldn't find it and decided it's so unique, but still so recognizable as that genre that it it made me think I've been listening to this song for like 20 years now. Right. Which is, <laughs> I think, an incredible thing to be able to do with a genre like that in 2020. Like, well, th- bring me the horizon. They have this they have this really really great way of of combining sort of clever lyrics mm-hmm. with really catchy uh hooks and and to me i think that that's that's really their recipe for success i don't oh, know yeah. if people know that like people i think they just kind of like listen to it and they like it and they go oh that's like cool or whatever but there's a way that that really can you know like the the feel of the the um goosebump feeling that you get when you listen to music mm-hmm. They're like the kings of that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, nobody really knows exactly what it is that makes, you know, the hairs on your arm stand up. But to me, I think it's a combination of just their lyricism and mm-hmm. their melody. And and it's it's like this song. So here's the thing, though. That pre-chorus, I wish it came back one last time. Oh, I do, song. too. I feel like they didn't know how good that pre-chorus was. Mm-hmm. Like. The way I wish, I wish they would have taken the risk and done the thing where after the last chorus, that's when they redo the pre-chorus for no real rhyme or reason. But once in a while, when it's that banging of a pre-chorus, like they slip it in there on you and it just works. And I think just a little trick like that would have been great. Um, Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I agree with everything you said. I think this is the epitome of bring me the horizon, not showing themselves off instrumentally but really showing themselves off vocally and lyrically and right. allowing Ali to really muscle up and carry a song. And when you, and when you're talking about the context of the album, you know, like, and, that, and to me, that's so important, you mm-hmm. know, that the, the sequencing and all that, right? Like this is track three. Let's remember you have track one that came in absolutely banging track two that had a lot of different sort of sorts of, of, mm-hmm. um, you know, different textures and different yep. styles. And then this song, it to me, in, in terms of the flow of the album, this doesn't need to need to be like busy or whatever. No. This this can this can tell its own, you know, um story in that way, right? So yeah. uh yeah, it's um definitely a song that I mean I'm I'm looking at the comments here and people are are talking about oh yeah how much they love this song, you know? Um and so there it is. I mean, it's it, we we get back to something we've talked about over and over again, Mike. Mm-hmm. Even just in the the couple months, few months we've done this thing, how important vocals 
and melody and lyrics really are to a record. Yeah. And you can do all the great instrument instrumentation you want and you can do all those kinds of tricks, but it's going to get boiled down to, you know, what is being said. Yeah. And I think you've got obviously like two main schools of music. You've got people who love lyricism and vocal performances, and you've got people who are more instrumentally inclined. I'm a lot more vocally and lyrically inclined. I know. Yeah. I think most people are. And it really kind of goes to show you that when it's done well, it's really, really done well by Bring Me the Horizon. Absolutely. Let's move on. So uh, track four is Obey featuring Young Blood. Our first feature of the a, album. Yes. For, right. That's true. First feature of the album. Um, we have a string of features coming up in the next mm-hmm. few tracks. This was also released early on. Yes. As a single uh, but a month ago, month and a half ago, yeah, I would say um, at least. They announced, when they announced this, they announced the EP was coming. Right. So this was the third one. Um, it had a music video yeah. as well. I think probably the better music video out of this entire sequence because it looked like they had kind of gotten out of quarantine a little bit and were able to spend some money on like some fake robots and stuff. <laughs> um, okay. It's just, I haven't seen the video. It's a pretty cool one. Um. I definitely think this is kind of like in the middle of my favorites on the album. It fits that kind of, I don't know, it's a really exciting radio Rocky song, but I still absolutely love it just because of the feel I'm getting from the song. Um, I really like Youngblood's feature as well. I think that this song would be a completely different animal without him, and I don't think it would be as popular. Um, oh, I agree. 100% agree. Uh, the 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 intro like like there's that intro part it's really mm-hmm. really really a bright spot of this track and of this record it's so fast like it yeah. just, it's it's not fast like it isn't fast like track one is fast but it's fast in a different way it's, that really grabs your attention it's got and it really sets of, the tone for the for the song it's got that like rolling riff i think i want i don't know the exact name for it but like the riff just feels almost like you're on a roller coaster and you're kind of sliding around a little bit. And that makes it (laughs) feel faster than it actually is. Um, No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you you know, um, I don't know. I don't have much else to say about the track, honestly. mm -hmm. Um, You know, what was funny is when this first came out, I was doing some work uh, around like some, some renovation work. Yeah. And a lot of times when I do that, I'll just put on, you know, like a random playlist on mm-hmm. Spotify. But what's what always happens is I'll put on like something like um like new punk tracks or you know that's that's like one of my favorite playlists on Spotify because they always they're really cool about about featuring some artists that mm-hmm. you just don't expect or don't know about. Like it's similar to similar to you, Mike. Like we'll do these top fives and you will almost always throw in a band that no I have never heard of that most people haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that the new punk tracks um playlist on Spotify does that. So what, what happens is I'm working and I was, I was doing some like drywalling and whatever. And like, I swear, like every three songs or four songs, I'm asking Siri, you know, what, what song is this? Right. To, to, um, to Shazam it, to find out. And this song came on. Oh yeah. Like right when it came out, it was on, it was on the playlist and I didn't know it was bring me the horizon. (laughs) I can see that. And I really liked it to the mm-hmm. point where I was like, oh shit, like who's this band? They're gonna be huge. And I and I forget oh, what shit. I said. I they think are I said huge. like 
<laughs> and I think I said something like uh, to to my I said something to my girlfriend because we, like we were working together. Mm-hmm. I, and I wish I remember the other band, but I said like this sounds like Beartooth, but like like even better. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then uh, of course Siri goes. Siri Siri says uh, this is obey by bring me the horizon. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there's something to be said, right. For like when you completely take the context out of it Mm -hmm. and out of the record and everything. And you're still like, Holy shit, this is blowing my mind. And then you realize like, Oh, okay. Like this this is supposed to blow my mind. (laughs) This band really does deserve, you know, their success and their love, no matter what, you know, people want to, Oh yeah. You know, want to say. So anyway, uh, let's move on to, uh, track five. So we're working on to yeah. uh, side B here of the, for flipping the vinyl over. I assume, uh, that's how it's going to work. Yeah. And, uh, track five itch for the cute, cute itch for the cure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> autocorrect got me on that one. Uh, uh, when will we all, when will we be free? An interlude track. Yeah, so um, I absolutely love this. I know we were talking last week about how during that music to listen to, dance to, whatever to EP that they put out, the kind of spoken word thing that Ollie was doing on that like 25 minute track. Yeah. And he kind of does that a little bit here too, where it's almost this like mumbled spoken word and it works for me again. I absolutely love it. I think it's a great little interlude track and really like hypes you up for the absolute monster that is Kingslayer. Right. Right. I, I, I totally, and, and it, it could mm-hmm. have been just a part of that track, right? Oh like yeah. It's, it's short enough and, and it has the same elements. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what's with the chump, the chipmunk vocals, um, in this one. Uh, I like, I, yeah. it's something like, I want to be a, I want to be a, I, I want to like, be a Kingslayer. Yeah. Well, I'm, oh, that's what I'm, that's what it says. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's baby metal singing right there. They're just not credited on oh, that song. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure like what that was. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't sound the same to me as the as the mm-hmm. other vocals. But um, oh yeah, and here we go. Everybody's saying I want to be a Kingslayer. Yeah. Um, which which I at first I thought maybe this was like a Game of Thrones reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I I know I know it's a it's a video game reference, right? Like yep. it's Call of Duty or whatever. Um, let's talk about this song. You called it a monster. Um, yeah, the- uh, I'm. I was very excited because I love baby metal. Same, and it gave me what I, it gave me what I wanted. But I'm surprised fans of, of Bring the Horizon are as into this song as as they are. I am too. Um, I think that this is the best song on the album. I think that this is something that I wasn't super excited with because, like I said, I absolutely love baby metal. Right, I absolutely love Bring the Horizon. I didn't know yeah. how they were going to work together. And it turns out that when they work together, you get pseudo enter Shikari. And I absolutely love it. Like, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of feel that. Yeah. It's just this super electronic, heavy, fast. The lyricism is great. The difference between the screams that Ollie brings out here and on the rest of the record, I think he goes a lot more guttural on this song. And yeah. the, absolute difference between the lyrics from the baby metal girls and Ali is just absolutely astounding to me. I love how different they are. Um, 
this entire song, man, it's just a whole different kind of bop, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is. And I mean, there's even some Japanese in there, right? Yep. I was, I was listening. I checked, I double checked. Cause I'm not like, I'll be honest. I'm not great at, at mm-hmm. understanding lyrics. I never have been. Um, there's still like to this day, there are songs that I love on my favorite records that I've listened to a million times mm-hmm. and I still get the lyrics wrong. Oh yeah. You know, like I still don't know what they are. So I, I was listening to this one and I was like, okay, I don't think that's English like that, that no. I, I, I'm not that bad at understanding. And sure enough, I, I checked real quick on genius and, and it is Japanese, mm-hmm. which I think is a cool element to bring, you know, um, why not? And I don't know what it translates to. I didn't look that far. Yeah, into I didn't it, either. Yeah. But I, I, um, I like that element of it. And, and mm-hmm. just as like a, a fan of baby metal, and I'm not going to say I'm their biggest fan, but I like all the stuff that I've heard from them. Yep. This, this really was like a true collab. Like this did give me what I expected for Bring Me the Horizon, you know, X, uh, uh, baby metal. Yeah. And, uh, saying it's a collab, like 100%, the, they are both so etched into this track, I think, that like, I think they both walked hand in hand down the entire process kind of writing this song. Except maybe yeah. br- maybe bring me deciding they wanted to write a song with Baby Metal and then both bands just all the way down. Um, I really think it might be one of the best songs Bring Me The Horizon's ever done. I need to let it sit with me a little bit more just because obviously this record has only been out less than a week now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Overall, I think it's just absolutely amazing, though. Standout track on this. Um, I expect it to be on all the core playlists, all the radio stations. It's a massive track. Okay. Okay. We'll see. I mean, how many singles from one record can you have, right? Yes. I mean... My goodness. When the record All right, is this let's good, move the on. answer is yes, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on. People say it slaps. Let's move on. Track seven, one times one featuring Nova Twins. Yep. I was not familiar with the Nova Twins. I don't know if I should have been, but Neither I was, was I. Um, okay. There you go. With Bring Me the Horizon, bringing out the random features again. You know, yep. I, I, I can respect that. Um, so this song reminds me a lot more of something off of like, that's the spirit era, I think where it's a kind of more mellow radio friendly rock song. Um, obviously heavy influence on the lyricism, like, uh, that vocal part that he did does in the chorus where he's just like, I, 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 and I like butchered that. Obviously I know I can't sing, but (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? Like, Yep, it's just yep. this really cool note that he like kind of hits and throws some vibrato on. Um, I think this is unfortunately on the lower half of my rankings for the songs on the album. But yeah, I mean, something has to be there, right? It's still an incredible album. I love this song, <laughs> but it's definitely on the lower end. Well, yeah, I mean, that's OK. You know, that's OK. I actually noticed that this um, this song was actually in the top five most popular on Spotify right now. Really? Um, so yeah, so it's, it's working its way in there. There's obviously some people that are, uh, that are into this. Um, I, I really, you know, again, the song, it starts with the trap, the trap drums, you know, mm-hmm. it's got that like sort of different vibe. Um, you, you reference that's the spirit. That's definitely the, the time when bring me started experimenting more with that s- sort of style. Mm-hmm. 
But what I really like about this song is they do an amazing job of of mixing the you know the heavy rock you know the real sounds like yeah. the real drum sounds with the you know in the box computer stuff mm-hmm. and there was a couple times listening through this track and i gotta say i think i listened to this one more than any of the other ones really um yeah it intrigued me a lot and i i had to go back and i had to listen to it and uh uh and one thing that i was listening for was just the switches like the transitions mm-hmm. between when they go from the i'm just going to call it the trap parts you know with the electronic elements to when they go to the rock parts you know with the real drums and i was really 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 amazed like i even would when i would go back and listen for it you know and i would try to listen okay these are fake drums these are real drums like where's the transition part in this right mm-hmm. i would just start listening to the song again and then i would lose like where i was and then i wouldn't even hear the transition like that's how seamless yeah. they were they're doing that and i think that if you if you know when you go back and listen to the record again mike if you listen for mm-hmm. that, I'll try and you do it. still have trouble hearing it. You'll still have trouble hearing it. And that is so impressive to be able to like say, okay, I'm going to use, like I'm going to keep a fake snare drum, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a certain uh, range or in a certain frequency with the real snare drum so I can go, see, so they can go seamlessly back and forth without it sounding like a mm-hmm. mess. And yeah. that to me is, is, is really, really quite impressive. And I don't know if anybody else thinks about that stuff or, or, or cares about that stuff, but honestly, you don't even notice it. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, really impressive. I mean, I think that just also goes to a tribute. Um, I know that there's four absolutely amazing producers working on this. I forget the name of the fourth guy who actually did all the final producing, but obviously Ali and Jordan do a lot of the production work themselves. And they yeah. have Mick Gordon, who does a lot of like video game music. Like he did, does the soundtrack for Doom and stuff like that, working on this as well. And I think it right. just goes to show that, like, when you put that many amazing people in together with this, it's just always going to be something like that where it's just absolutely incredibly well done. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And yeah, a lot of people are, are loving this song too. And mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it, it definitely, there was something about this song that I, I intrigued me. I need to listen to it a couple times. All right. Well, we got a couple songs left. Now we do. Let's get into track eight, Ludens. Yeah. So, which was a single. Yep. This was the first single. Um, It yep. came out, I want to say, crap, the end of last year. Uh, it came out for the Death Stranding video game. And that was what it was originally for. It was like, one of the yeah. commercial songs and stuff like that. And honestly, I still think that this track bops even like a year or so later. Um, it's got a really yep. fun song structure to it that you don't find in a lot of kind of popular radio metal songs. Um, I think the lyricism still works great. Um, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on Ludens? Is it still holding up well, for you? Well, I wasn't a huge, a huge, like I wasn't huge on the single when mm-hmm. it came out, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, but, but now that I, I heard the, you know, I heard the record and, uh, you know, and I really like this album, mm-hmm. I'm very happy with this spot in the album. Yes. You know, and I'm surprised that they released this as a single, uh, you know, so early when mm-hmm. there are so many other strong songs, but I think, 
it probably the rest of the record wasn't there yet, right? Like, yeah, especially no. with all the references to you know to the pandemic and everything going on. Yeah, I'm sure that this was this was recorded you know earlier, and they put it on the album you know in the second last spot, which mm-hmm. traditionally the second last spot on an album is is not where you put your best song, right? No. Like, usually there's something you want to say at the end of an album, so the last track is usually something special. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a lot of times the second last track can be kind of the, the one where the, where the, you know, the song that you're like, okay, I guess we'll stick this on there. Right. Yeah. And you can tell, I mean, the production on this song, it's a little bit different. as good as the others. It's not as good as the other songs. You mm-hmm. can, you can hear it right away that, you know, I, I, I think that just, just the tones, um, drums and everything, they just aren't, aren't quite as good. Yep. So for me personally, like, I would have been fine with them leaving leaving this off the album, but if you if you're going to put this somewhere on the album, I'm really glad that it was here mm-hmm. and not like you know track three or something. Yeah, I agree, and I think it was probably kind of a later ad when they were kind of forming the album. Um, honestly, I think it's still a great song. Like I've said, um, I personally love it, even still from the single because obviously "Bring the Horizon" coming back heavy. Um, but yeah, I definitely get what you say with the production. It just sounds different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and Cork Tree Girl says, shout out to Cork Tree Girl. She says, I think they recorded it in their hotel room when they were on tour. So yep. yeah, that, that that could have something to do with the uh, with the production. But uh, mm-hmm. and no, no, a- absolutely. I, I I think I think that that this album is uh, is. A striking album and you know we can start to talk about the overall thoughts before we get into the last track mm-hmm. um which you know okay mike yeah evanescence amy lee you're, you knew it was coming yeah you saw the collab you know you had probably some you know um thoughts on what this might have been mm-hmm. And then you heard it for the first time. So my thoughts. And what, yes. And what did you think slash feel slash what was the look on your face? So my thoughts originally (laughs) coming into this were, I mean, Evanescence is, I know a lot of people love Evanescence. For me, they've always kind of been that one or two hit wonder band that I've never really vibed with. I've seen them live. They've been fine. Just kind of always been a little bit too alt rock out of my wheelhouse. I guess I want to say wherever you want to kind of put them. This yep. this song came on and I was in the shower and I might have cried a little bit. It was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Like um the lyricism <laughs> on this track is just absolutely impeccable. Um I don't know if Amy Lee wrote her own parts or if Ollie wrote everything, but Jesus. Um <laughs> Well, Amy Lee is credited. I checked because okay. I wanted to know that too. Amy Lee is credited as a songwriter. You know, who knows what that really means? Mm-hmm. But the 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 fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I okay, I'm with you, man. Evanescence, not my bag. Never been my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just not a new metal guy. I'm not like I'm not I've never been really into mainstream music. Not that I think they're a bad band. Yep. I think she's incredibly talented. Um you know, for me, I look at this and and I it was a little bit of like, to be honest, a little bit of like, okay, LOL, Amy mm-hmm. Lee. Then I heard the song. Oh yeah, you know, and 
that just that entrance and her voice mm-hmm. it's it's incredible like yeah i'm sorry it's incredible and this is a straight up duet ballad yeah it, it's straight up like i didn't it's, know i don't think anyone saw bring me the horizon doing this no i i thought it was honestly going to be another song like teardrops or like something like ludens maybe or even obey where it's just like, all right, we're going to have another hard song and Amy Lee is just going to be a feature thrown on. Because right. I don't know if you know how this feature kind of came about. Because like, Bring the Horizon Evanescence is kind of a little weird. But apparently on the last album, and I figured this out because everybody's wondering why Amy Lee is featuring on this, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a line in the song Nihilist Blues, and I forget what the line is off of Amo. But apparently it's straight up a pull from Evanescence. And Bring Me the Horizon didn't oh. realize it. And Evanescence, like Amy Lee was like, hey, so I kind of wrote that line like 10 years ago or whatever. And Ollie and the guys were just like, you 100% did. Here's a writing credit. And apparently they like started talking and then now here we are, <laughs> right? Oh, like, that's so cool. I, I had <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, the, the feature does seem random, mm-hmm. but as we've, as this is the third time we've discussed in the last uh, 45 minutes, they like to do that. Yeah. You know, they like to go with random outside of the box um, guests. And like, honestly, I I just cannot believe how good she sounds, mm-hmm. how well this works. The lyrics um, just grabbing you. And and the only qualm I have with this song yeah. is that it just it ends abruptly. And mm-hmm. I wish I had one more chorus just to bring yep. this whole thing home. But I will say this. When records end like this, and there's plenty of great records that do, they end a little abruptly, they end a little bit mm-hmm. prematurely. All that makes you want to do listen to is it again. Flip over that album, put that needle down on the edge one more time. And with this album, I'm sorry, you will do this. This this mm-hmm. has an incredible like repeat listenability to it. I I Oh, transition to the next album. Someone's saying it's going to be the transition to the next album. That's very cool. If that that's would be true. good. Um, I don't know if I can remember a band ever doing that. There's mm-hmm. got to be. There's got to be. Oh, bands I'm that sure. Done, done that before. Like what, but I bands who do double one. albums or whatever stuff like that. I'm yeah, sure. Sure, a double a double album. But yeah, it's very very cool. And and this, you know, I, I read here, here a couple things. Okay, so getting like re- listening to this album and researching it. And reading some other reviews, I didn't want to read too much about it mm-hmm. because I didn't want it to sway my opinion. Yeah. Um, I wanted this to be my own thoughts when I listened to the album. I didn't want to like lift a bunch of ideas from other reviewers or mm-hmm. or whatever. And and I know that Ollie himself Same. just I read he just did a track by track with NME. Oh, he did. Uh, I read that he did. We're and I, find so I'm it. absolutely not gonna I'm absolutely not going to listen or watch that stuff until after we do this conversation. But I did catch, I believe it was Sputnik music. Mm-hmm. They said this about the album. They said, I don't have the quote in front of me. I'm going to have to paraphrase, but they said that this album is like fast food. You will enjoy it when you're, you know, when you're consuming it. But then afterwards, it's kind of like it's kind of like whatever you're going to forget about it. I don't it's feel not, that it's way not really at gonna all. Stick with you. I couldn't disagree more with that uh, take. And yeah. I don't know if that's like they're trying to just have a hot take 
for us to talk about it. But to, like that is so fucked up. Not true. Mm-hmm. This is this is a gourmet meal as far as I'm concerned. I've- there is so much here to consume, so much here to talk about, so much to enjoy. I think over and over again. There I've- are the songs that will grab you right away. Mm-hmm. They'll pull you in. But there is so much here to listen to over and over again. And I will say, I think I've listened to this album over 15 times since Thursday now, um, even with yeah. Halloween and everything going on. Uh, I've got this album on repeat. Every time I hop in the shower, this is what goes on. Every time I hop in the car, <laughs> this is what goes on. Every time I'm getting ready in the morning, this is what goes on. Every time I hop on for a game of League of Legends, this goes on. Like, I'm absolutely obsessed with this album. I haven't been obsessed or as obsessed with an album that's come out this year since the energy Shikari album. Um, I think it's absolutely incredible. It's all I want to listen to. It's all I'm probably going to listen to for a while. Um, I know I had to force myself to listen to some of the other albums that came out last week that were absolutely amazing. Go listen to the new wild ways, driveways, um, like moths to flames, all great albums in their own right. But this is all I want well, to keep listening to. Well, we'll talk about let's talk about those albums in a little bit. And yeah, we'll get into a couple other things that that I know are coming out. You know, this this is still, mm-hmm. as you can see right here, this is the new shit. Uh, we will still talk about that, but this week we didn't have a, a top five list. Um, just just in lieu of this album, you know, just trying to yep. to do something a little bit different and talk about this album because it is an important one, you know, for the scene for rock music. Um, absolutely. Now, um. You know, I guess what we can just can just discuss the overall thoughts. If there's mm-hmm. anything we missed with this record, um, I'm gonna say right now, "Bring Me the Horizon" is back. Yep. If you ever doubted them, you shouldn't have. I did for a minute, uh, especially with the music to listen to, uh, crazy EP. You know that mm-hmm. thing <laughs> was something, and and I'm not saying I didn't appreciate parts of it, and I did. I remember. Last week we talked about the crazy like 15 minute spoken word track that I actually thought was kind mm-hmm. of a bright spot of that and everything else. You know, they really honed it in. They harnessed this energy and they made this 32 minute. I don't want to call it a masterpiece because that's going to be a little too far. Yeah. But they made arguably the best record of their career. Mm-hmm. Um. I 100% I'm not sure if I agree with that because I still need more time with it. Bring Me The Horizon is one of these bands for me where I've absolutely loved everything that they've done. Um, Is it going to be as good for me as Amo or as There Is A Hell Believe Me I've Seen It? Um, I'm not 100% sure because those are my two favorite Bring Me records if people don't know. Um, Now they do. We'll see. Um, I think both of those records give something a little bit more niche and this record kind of gives a lot of both sides of bring me which i really really enjoy um i honestly i do have one complaint about the album and yeah i'm ready for it i'm ready for i'm ready for like a little we've been given this thing so much fucking love yeah. i think any negative thing i said about the record i kind of just put Passed a positive over. spin on it yeah. So t- tell me, yeah, tell me what you don't like. So the only thing that I don't like about this record is that the merch drop for it fucking sucked. Like <laughs> 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 literally the merch is boring. Um 
<laughs> which bring me the horizon is either a super hit or miss it's great merch it's horrible merch you'd get no in between um but no as a whole like this record i i couldn't find much wrong without going and looking for it right yep i mean i'm i'm with you man i'm with you and, and in terms of the merch I, I i i don't know if i completely agree i feel like bring me they're always like just a little bit ahead of everyone else mm-hmm. like maybe musically and maybe also in terms of fashion you know i don't know if it's because yeah. ollie and you know he's a little more plugged in you know with his own mm-hmm. clothing company and all that stuff but i didn't see the merch i can't really comment on my own personal thoughts but i will just say that there is a lot of times when i'll see stuff yeah and i'll be like and, oh and then i and then i realize like i'm i'm a boomer and i'm just not ready for it yet yeah and it, it's <laughs> definitely know? more of that like it's just kind of like streetwear kind of looking merch and I'm not super into that. Like, uh, it's got the hoodie and instead of just like screen printing the artwork on the back of the hoodie, they've got a screen printed patch that's like sewn so that it can fray over time. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And that's artsy, but I don't really want that. Like (laughs) they also aren't selling the patch by itself. So I'm like, I want to buy just the patch. Why can't I do that? But, that's how they get you, Mike. I know. But hey, everybody's, you know, hey, everyone's struggling right now in, in uh, music. Oh, They're probably not Bring Me the Horizon. They're probably doing fine. But oh, I'm sure. hey, they got bills to pay too. Probably some big bills to pay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Ollie's got a clothing oh, company, goodness. a restaurant. Um, oh, does he have a restaurant? That's cool. Yeah, like he, he, it's like a pop-up restaurant within the clothing company or whatever. So like if their like inventory is low after a run, he'll just do like a pop-up restaurant for like a week or two. Like, he just does a bunch of crazy stuff. Huh. huh. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that brings that. That's our talk of uh, post-human survival horror in all caps. The nine song, thirty-two minute album, which uh, or EP, whichever we want to call it. It's funny, right? They're mm-hmm. calling this an EP, uh, and then they also called the like music to listen to seventy-five minute. Yeah. <laughs> like thing an EP I don't know I don't know what an EP is I don't know what a full length is anymore it I doesn't mean, matter I, I think Bri- matter. I think Bring Me the Horizon gets a pass right like whatever they want to do with EP album let them do it sure and uh, I look very much forward to the next of the series I, I you know I always wonder if you know they say okay this is the first of a of mm-hmm. a four part are they going to commit thing like yeah are they are they actually going to follow through on that because i mm-hmm. just don't i don't see it happening like i think they're gonna they maybe they do another one and then they get uh okay and then they do something else maybe they go back to it but yeah you know maybe the longer this pandemic goes on um the more the more we're gonna get mm-hmm. uh and you know honestly like when bands say that they're going to do something like this, I'm really tentative on it. Like uh, I know born of Osiris said that they were releasing a double album last year. We got the first, we didn't get the second, um, a bunch of band. I forget who else. That's just the kind of example that comes to my mind, but I think bring me the horizon is big enough. Bring me the horizon is weird enough and (laughs) bring me the horizon. It's kind of like in tune with themselves enough that if, Anybody is going to do something crazy like this and do a four EP series. It's them. Yeah. And straight up, like they don't care. Yeah. They don't fucking, they don't care what we think. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't care. They certainly don't care what anyone, they don't just don't care. And, and I like, 
I just love that about them. Yeah. I just I just love that about the band. They they have literally every step of the way in their career, they have done whatever the fuck they wanted, mm-hmm. and they've only gotten bigger. Yep. And um, and and personally, I've only respected them more for it. Even mm-hmm. if I even if I like the band less at various times, like I wasn't that big on you know some of the some of the singles here and there they released. Yep. That's okay. First of all, they don't care. But I've res- I've respected them more for doing it along mm-hmm. the along the way. So. Uh, there you go. There's our, there's our talk. Um, Mike, thank you for your input and everybody hey. else. Thank you very much for, uh, for being here, but don't go anywhere because we are, we're going to totally flip this around. We're going to talk about all kinds of other stuff. So, uh, stick around right now, Mike, um, give me some of the other, uh, honorable mentions, or I guess just the records coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that people should also check out. So, um, as far as albums go, there's not really anything crazy. Um, there's a band called Fate's Warning. I forget what genre or anything they are. I know they're kind of, uh, they've been around for a while. It's not really my vibe. Um, okay. But if you know that band and you're into it, you're into it. Um, there's a really weird do, project. It's kind of a uh, K-pop project called K slash DA, like Kill Death Assist. Um, it's actually a in-world video game band in the game League of Legends. Oh. Um, so there's a skin oh. line for a bunch of champions and they're part of this like K-pop hip-hop group. Uh, they're releasing an EP, yeah. which is kind of cool, kind of hit or miss. I mean, a couple of these songs have been just kind of trickling out over the years and most of them are now finally just coming together, which is interesting. Um, I think it's really cool. I love the world of League of Legends. I think it's one of the greatest video games to come out in the last 10 years it's still being played at a highly professional level in 10 years um 100 gonna be a cool project and something worth checking out because it's kind of cool because they're all actual like k-pop artists right like members from g idol are in the band things like that but when the music video is playing it's these characters from a video game universe which is also kind of just different i don't know very different. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's crazy. What was the name of the um the the project again? Yes, yeah, so the project is KDA with a slash between the K and the D. KDA. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, well, I hope everybody can check that out. That sounds very interesting. Obviously, we're on Twitch. There's a bit of a there's probably a couple gamers out there. Probably. So uh yeah, so that's that's definitely a cool a cool thing. Hmm. Yep. Very outside the box. Um, and then obviously a couple of our, of our friends are releasing singles. Um, one of these singles, this came out on Saturday. It's from a band I really like called Until I Wake. I think they're doing some fun stuff with lyricism and the modern metalcore sound. Um, yeah. They sound kind of like if you took Palisades and Architects and put them together, which is a weird thing to say, but it works. Um, yeah. I think they're great. Um, Makari, probably one of the best post-hardcore bands that nobody knows about. Um, Andy Sizik is the vocalist he's also the vocalist in uh monuments if you know that band um yep. he's youtube cover guy just kind of i think he might even been be in more bands right now he's just all over the place absolutely talented dude um and then we've got a new single from the dangerous summer dropping as well oh i love the dangerous summer so do i uh yeah Great aj guys. is my boy and they're a band that i feel like they have shifted gears so much in their career you mm-hmm. never really know what to expect and yep. uh, i always look out for everything they do because i'm always i always like it i always like it so 
Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's great. Is that it, Mike? Yeah, that's all I've got. I mean, kind I of think, a slow week. Yeah, I think it really is. Um, even though it's not an international event, it is an international event. The U.S. election, all that fun stuff. I think a lot of fans are yeah kind of being smart and avoiding it. Um, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be right back at it with the full 5x5 five five album. Can't wait to talk more about new music that's actually coming out and not just, well, as much as I love talking about Bring Me for so long, but <laughs> do something normal. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it. Killing it. Mike, thanks a lot. Yeah, for sure, dude. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash. Got a new bitch. All this new shit. All this new shit.